Well, good morning and welcome everybody uh, to St. James. Um, and we welcome whether you're in the building or watching us online. Now, those of you that don't know me, my name is Pauline Nixon, and I moved into Winston the day before lockdown last November. So unfortunately, I haven't had much chance to get to know you all, but hopefully I will do in the next weeks and months to come. Now, today's service is obviously going to be a little bit different, as we're going to begin by remembering and uh, celebrating the life of His Royal Highness Prince Philip, the Duke of Edinburgh. We'll play the national anthem, then have a period of silence to reflect on his life or to say our own private prayers. I'll then conclude with a prayer before we begin our normal service. First of all, I'm going to light a candle to symbolise our prayers for Prince Philip, Her Majesty the Queen and the Royal Family. So if you please stand for me. Eternal God, our Heavenly Father, we bless your holy name for all that you have given us in and through the life of Philip, Duke of Edinburgh. We give you thanks for his long and full life, for his strength of character, and for his devotion and service to family, nation, and commonwealth. We praise you for his generosity the many contributions he made to our national life and the encouragement he gave to so many, especially the young. Now we pray that he may know the joys of your everlasting kingdom, where sorrow and pain are no more. We pray in the name of Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord. Amen. 
And so we return to our service and hopefully you have the, the book. We continue to celebrate the risen Christ. Alleluia, Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. If you'd like to sit down, we'll hear the um, singers of St Martin's in the field singing praise to the holiest in the heart. Our neighbours as ourselves. 
in your, in your mercy, forgive what we have been. Help us to amend what we are, and direct what we shall be, that we may do justly, love mercy, and walk humbly with you, our God. Almighty God, who forgives all who truly repent, have mercy upon you, pardon and deliver you from all your sins, confirm and strengthen you in all goodness, and keep you in life eternal. Amen. And now we continue praising our God as we stand and say the glory together. Glory to God in the highest, and peace to his people on earth. Lord God, heavenly King, almighty God and Father, we worship you, we give you thanks, we praise you for your glory. Lord Jesus Christ, only Son of the Father, Lord God, Lamb of God, you take away the sin of the world, have mercy upon us. You are seated at the right hand of the Father. Receive our prayer. For you alone are the Holy One. You alone are the Lord. You alone are the Most High. Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit, in the glory of God the Father. Amen. Amen. And the collect for today. Risen Christ, for whom no door is locked, no entrance barred. Open the doors of our hearts, that we may seek the good of others, and walk the joyful road of sacrifice and peace, to the praise of God the Father. Amen. If you'd like to be seated for our Bible reading, which Sarah is going to read.
Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands. Reach out your hand and put it in my side. Do not doubt, but believe. Thomas answered him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have come to believe. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written, so that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that through believing you may have life in his name. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. And now we're going to listen to our next hymn. Let's praise God for the gift of Christ his Son and his promise that if we follow him, we shall not fall.
Now may the words of my mouth be the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Now in the Anglican tradition, today is normally known as No Sunday. We may think why, when we should still be celebrating the risen Christ, should we have No Sunday? Perhaps because highs in our lives are often followed by lows. Or maybe because the disciples felt lost and alone the week after. But after a little research, however, I found that in other traditions it used to be called Bright Sunday when Easter celebrations continued with picnics and parties, and parishioners and clergy would pray, play practical jokes on each other, and perhaps drench each other with water, but don't get any ideas. <laughs> Sing and dance and continue to celebrate the resurrection of Jesus. This second Sunday of Easter builds on the good news that we celebrated last Sunday. Jesus was dead, but now he's alive. And what this season is all about is that Christ is risen. And we normally respond with, he is risen indeed, hallelujah. It's a joyous time. Yet so often it's difficult to have fun and celebrate, especially in these days of pandemic and with the sad news we heard on Friday about Prince Philip. As wonderful as last Sunday made us feel, with meeting together in church again, and hopefully Easter eggs, Monday came and life perhaps no longer felt so good. The world intruded again with bad news about Northern Ireland and Myanmar, and problems with vaccines. From the highs of Easter Sunday to the lows of the days after. And the lectionary offers us the same gospel lesson year after year on this Sunday, and hopefully to encourage us. We find the disciples, at least most of them, in a locked room, scared to death that the same fate that overtook their master on Calvary might be awaiting them as well. Yes, they had heard the story from the women about the empty tomb, but at this point that is all they knew, a story. And then, suddenly, here is Jesus in the middle of them saying Shalom, which our Bible translates as peace be with you. Yet Shalom means so much more than that. When Jesus says it to his disciples and to us, it is so much more than just a greeting. Literally translated, Shalom is a pronouncement of well-being, of wholeness, of completeness. Be well, be whole, be complete. It means to be at peace with your past. There are so many of us who spend time looking through our rear view mirrors that we not only miss the view that's ahead of us, but we may eventually crash in the process too. Jesus is simply telling the disciples and us that what has happened in the past can be forgiven. Jesus' peace be with you gave the disciples and us peace with our past. And it can bring peace to our present as well. Let me ask a question. Where do we need peace in our lives right now?
All of us, I'm sure, agree that life seems unmanageable at times, for we live in a broken world. People's lives are daily being torn apart and challenged. And often when there's no faith to bring the person through whatever trial they are facing, everything seems to fall apart. But it often feels that way too, even when we do have faith. But deep down we know why Jesus died and rose again. To fix broken people and broken situations. We know that Jesus wants to bring peace in our greatest storms, just as he still the storm on the Sea of Galilee. Struggles we experience today build the foundation for a greater faith in Jesus tomorrow. It is Jesus who can take our brokenness and strife and make something beautiful of our lives. Peace be with you speaks healing to our past and to our present, but it also speaks wholeness and hope to our future. Now I can certainly relate to Thomas, and not just because he was a twin like me. However, I do think the whole doubting label is harsh when we look at Thomas's full history. We first encounter him in John chapter 11. Jesus had just been told about the death of Lazarus. And while the other disciples were groaning about the dangers of going closer to Jerusalem, it was Thomas who said to the rest, let us also go, that we may die with him. Next we catch up with him in chapter 14. The disciples had gathered to celebrate the Passover with Jesus, and Jesus tells them about his Father's heavenly home, and that he is going to prepare a place for them there. All of the disciples, except Thomas, don't like to admit that they don't know the way to get there. So it is Thomas, not the doubter, but the realistic, thoughtful disciple, who says, Wait a minute, I need some directions. Lord, we do not know where you are going, so how can we know the way? In Jesus' response, we know that. I am the way, the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. And now we meet Thomas for the third time when the other disciples are trying to convince him that Jesus was alive and that he'd appeared to them. It was just too much for Thomas. He couldn't believe it. He was devastated by what had happened in the past. He'd been there when Jesus was murdered upon that cross and his present faith and hope had been shattered. We label Thomas as doubting but I think many of us would probably have made the same demand he did. Unless I see, I won't believe. And no doubt there are people in church all around the world today who are in the exact same boat as Thomas, to whom life has dealt some crushing blows. Yet suddenly Jesus is with Thomas saying, Peace be with you. Stop doubting and believe. And he says that to the world today as well. Jesus is with us now, saying, Peace be with you.
And when Jesus says, peace be with you, he was giving Thomas, the disciples, and even us the hope we so desperately need in our continuing journey with this living Christ. Hope that says we don't have to live in our past, struggle in our present, or fear our future. Let's believe that that peace will make a difference. Like Thomas, may it mark our lives with a purpose, with meaning, and hope for the future. And as it's bright Sunday, I'll finish with a celebratory tale. And I know that even Prince Philip had a sense of humour, so hopefully he would have appreciated this. A couple of weeks after the resurrection, a man approached Joseph of Arimathea and expressed his surprise that he had allowed Jesus to be buried in the tomb that it had built for himself. Joseph simply shrugged his shoulders and said, well, he only needed it for the weekend. <laughs> Amen. So now let's stand if we're able to declare our faith in Again, losing our services. We say together, Though he was divine, he did not cling to equality with God, but made himself nothing. Taking the form of a slave, he was born in human likeness. He humbled himself and was obedient to death, even the death of the cross. Therefore God has raised him on high and given him the name above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, and every voice proclaim that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. Now, if you'd like to sit or kneel as William leads us in our prayers for intercession. As we go through these prayers, I shall say after each section, Lord, in your presence. And I'd like you to respond with, we lift our hearts to you. We gather here with God's presence in the midst of us and let us pray as we remember with love, fondness and respect His Royal Highness the Duke of Edinburgh. We pray for the soul of this fascinating, loyal and faithful man, companion to Her Majesty the Queen for over 70 years, father, grandfather and great-grandfather. Lord, in your presence, we lift our hearts to you. <clears throat> Merciful God, be close to all who mourn, especially at this time, the Queen and all members of the royal family. May they know the hope of your promises and the comfort of your love through Jesus Christ our Lord. Lord, in your presence, we lift our hearts to you. We bring before you the ministers of the Crown who, and all who bear the privilege and burden of government. Lord, in your presence, we lift our hearts to you. We bring before you 
all people touched by the Duke of Edinburgh's devotion to public service. Lord, in your presence, we lift our hearts to you. We bring before you, Lord, our nation and our world, that we may work together to overcome the threat of the global pandemic. Lord, in your presence, we lift our hearts to you. We bring before you and ask you to give strength to the scientists and all those responsible for developing and delivering the vaccines. Lord, in your presence, we lift our hearts to you. We bring before you, Lord, those whose life is damaged, especially those who suffer from depression, and all who find it difficult to trust in you. We bring you those who need, who need refreshment and hope, comfort, healing, and inner serenity. Lord, in your presence, we lift our hearts to you. Support us, O Lord, all the day long of this troubled life, until the shades lengthen and the evening comes. The busy world is hushed, the fever of life is over, and our work is done. Then, Lord, in your mercy, grant us safe lodging, a holy rest, and peace at last, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Merciful Father, accept these prayers for the sake of your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. So we gather all our prayers together as we say the prayer that our Lord has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Now we come to our final hymn, towards the end of our service. And it's thanking God for all he has given us, for his peace that he leaves with us, and his promise to be with us all now and always. So now thank we all our
it's rather appropriate that we had a nice little royal fanfare in here. <laughs> now, before we come to the final blessing, I'd like to deviate slightly. We've been talking about peace, Jesus saying, peace be with you. So I thought it might be nice to share the Lord's peace with each other now. So if you'd like to stand and we'll share the peace using the sign language. I hope I get it right. If I'm being not get it right, please be with you. So the peace of the Lord be with you. The peace of the Lord be with you. Peace of the Lord be with you. So we come to our final blessing. God grant to the living grace, to the departed rest, to the church, the queen, the commonwealth and all humankind, peace and comfort. And to us and all his servants, life everlasting. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be with you, with all those whom you love, and with all those we pray for, now and always. Amen. Amen.